Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. For tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Thank you guys also for tuning in to Confessions with Carly, which is live on Spotify Live every single Thursday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Had a lot of fun doing that this week. I had a, I had a bit in a bob of a crazy damn week. Um, and I come back to New York to be <laughs> to the sweltering sweltering heat to the point where I have both my air conditioners on right now and I'm dripping sweat in my house. Absolutely dripping sweat. It is unbelievable out here, but I hope you're all staying cool, staying, uh, staying fresh in the sun, man. I swear to God. And I was in California. I was in San Diego for the week last week and it was beautiful out. It was like in the eighties at the highs and but like not humid, a little overcast, um, which is kind of perfect, especially if you're going to like be outside because we were shooting stuff outside, but it was really fun. I went, um, I was doing a collaboration with Audible for this and they're not um, paying me to say this. I'm just like filling you guys in on, on what I was doing. I was doing a sponsorship with them and it was for one of their original podcasts called Moriarty, the devil's game. It's like Sherlock Holmes. So if you guys want to check that out, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, and the end has a, has a bit of a twist. It's a bit of a twist over there. You guys, by the way, the fact that 400 of you sent me this meme that said, <laughs> and I laugh every time I see it, it said, um, this is what Stranger Things would be called if it was British. Like instead of Stranger Things, it would be called Bit Odd in it. <laughs> oh God, I'm having my special treat early. I'm having a Diet Coke at 6 p.m. Huh. That's legal. Send me to jail. I'll tell you that much right now. It's like freezing cold, so it's making me feel good. Woo! Hot as hell. Hot as hell. Um. Okay, you guys, we're going to get right into the questions this week. I'm trying to think of if, if there's anything else that I wanted to fill you guys in on. Nothing new, same old shit. I'm moving, I'm, I'm moving out of this godforsaken hellhole um, on Monday of next week. So I have a bunch of packing to do. And if you hear noises in the background, it's because Stanley, um, my devil rat that I acquired uh, because he was fluffy and I thought he was going to be good. He's actually a devil. He... Um, is unwrapping all the boxes that I, that I taped up. So he's eating the tape off of them and, and running away and, and eating several, several boxes as well. So, so that's been fun. That's been fun too. I might not, I might have to rewrap some stuff, but it's, I gotta say, and I know I said this last week, but it really is nice kind of cathartic to pretty much get rid of everything. Just, oops, hold on just to get rid of everything um, and just kind of start fresh, start new, really excited about that. Um, just makes things a lot easier when it comes to packing and you don't have to worry. It's just like, honestly, the best. So, okay. Uh, let's get to these emails. If you want to send an email, you can always send it into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. This one says, I wish you were my therapist. Too late. You are now. Okay. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I will do my best. 
This says, hello, my queen and to the two fur princes. I've been binge listening to the potty all day, every day at work, and it saves my soul. I just love and worship the girly. Oh, thank you so much. I love you. I love and worship you too. Uh, First of all, I apologize. This is long and rambly, but here's a little bit of a backstory. My boyfriend and I have been together for over three years. We've lived together for two years, first in my house, my mom owned and let me rent from her. And now in a little house that I own. Oh, congratulations. We love to see a girl boss winning. We love to see a girl boss's name on the damn mortgage. Okay. He basically pays me rent for half the mortgage and half the utilities. I have a daughter that isn't biologically his, but he treats her like his own. He has a decent job, so he does pretty well for himself. He is an amazing man and seems like he has his shit together. And I know he loves me and my daughter. I love and appreciate all that he does for us. It seems like he literally has no flaws most of the time. Okay. So here's why I'm a little scared. He sounds great. So I don't know what we're about to get into. Okay. Lately, I've been having mixed feelings about a few things. Uh, the first is that I got fired from my job that I already that already didn't pay great and have a steady job for about, and haven't had, oh, oh my God, an ant. Holy shit. Sorry, sorry. I had to kill that little fucker. Oh, I feel bad. Wouldn't be my first time. Pretend you didn't hear that. Anywho, I just squashed an ant. All right, let me get back to this email. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Haven't had a steady job for about two and a half months. Uh, My money dwindled away to bills pretty quickly to that point, and I thought I'd lose the house or more. Luckily, my parents own a business and let me work for them part-time. I have severe anxiety that makes me super sick, gives me insomnia, and makes me feel really fatigued. My boyfriend and I have talked about me being a quote-unquote stay-at-home mom, and he would take care of the bills. To do this, he would probably have to get another part-time job, or else we talked about working together or producing some type of illustrating or art-related content. He's an illustrator. But before I ramble too much more, the point is that I wouldn't really have to work outside of housework, lessening my anxiety and hopefully making me feel healthier mentally and physically. Uh, Time has gone by and everything is still the same for him. He hasn't tried the slightest to make any of this happen. I had so much hope and high expectations, but now I can't see any of it ever happening. It has made me very depressed and hopeless. Another thing that's getting to me, he is looking to buy a house of his own. My daughter and I would move in with him. Uh, The way he talks about it, like he wants to move ASAP. There are a lot of more details that I won't get into, but this got to me because he went to get pre-approved for a loan, got a realtor and started looking for homes behind my back. He knows I don't like the house that we're in now, so I don't know why he didn't talk to me before doing anything. So a lot of time has passed and he barely talked about it or even looked at any houses. I basically had to get used to the idea that I have zero say and anything to do with it. He has talked to me about it a couple of times, so I thought I'd try to help out and send him listings. He shoots down everything that I offer. He keeps saying he wants to move soon, But so much time has already passed that I lost hope for all of that as well. To add to all of this, he has made it pretty clear and time and time again that he doesn't feel like he's at home and pretty much all of the things are in one spot in the house. Oh, all of his things are in one spot in the house. So if he wanted to leave us, it would be a big deal to move. I'm sorry. Hold on, you guys. I keep getting messed up. 
So if he wanted to leave us, it wouldn't be a big deal to move out. Part of me feels like he wants his own house uh, because he wants us to stay behind. Your your voice keeps playing in my head saying if he's not 100% in, then he's out. It has been making me so sad and I can barely talk to him anymore. I don't know if I'm overreacting or just need to be patient or what. It's added a lot of stress into my life that I don't need. Please tell me if I'm being crazy because I feel crazy. There's a lot more to it, but I don't want to write a whole novel about sad old me. I tried to cliff notes it as much as I could. Thank you for reading this. It really means a lot. You're so smart. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And always seem to know the right things to say for the fellow secret keepers. Love you, girly. Kiss right on the lips. Oh, I'll kiss you right on the lips too. Ooh, and then she gives a very interesting and beautiful um, fuck, Mary kill that we'll do at the end. So this is definitely a tricky situation, right? Because this guy is wonderful. You guys love each other. You live together. What I'm kind of getting from it, and this is just from an outsider looking in, like you even mentioned, you didn't mention all of the different nuances that go on in the relationship and there's a lot more. So I don't know everything about you guys and your relationship, but to me, it feels like he almost feels emasculated living in your house, unless I'm reading it wrong, but that's what I'm kind of getting from it. Like him saying he doesn't really have his, he, all of his stuff is in one space. He doesn't really have a lot of stuff there. Um, but I understand what you're saying where he's, he's saying things and he's not following through with them, which is really frustrating, especially when it's huge things like this, like him saying you could be a stay at home mom, or, um, we're going to get a different house, but he, I don't like that he lied to you or didn't mention rather that he was going to look at houses. I think that you guys need to just have a sit down and chat. And I think that that is going to be the number one thing that is going to take this weight off your shoulders because what we speculate in our heads sometimes is usually a lot worse than what the actual situation is. Um, so you're thinking he wants to leave us and blah, blah, blah. But like, Girl, honestly, and I'm not even, I don't think that's what it is, but even if worst case scenario, that is what he wants. Say he wants to get his own space, which I don't think, again, I really don't think that, but even if that's the situation, wouldn't you rather know about it and have a sit down and chat with him and see where his head is at? That way you can figure out what your game plan is. You know, and you could just kind of start the conversation by saying like, listen, we had all these plans together and I just don't know, like, is there a timeline for this? I don't know if you need me to be doing more in terms of like looking for houses or, you know, should I be looking for a different job? Should you be looking for a different job? Kind of like, let's sit down like adults and plan out our future together. You know, you live together. He treats your daughter like it's his own flesh and blood, which is all great things. So I, that's the, that information is what's making me go. I don't think he wants to like leave you guys. I, I just really don't feel that way. Um, but I think the only thing that's going to resolve this is you having a conversation and you expressing how you feel about it as well. Like I kind of feel stuck. I had all these hopes and I kind of got myself excited over something. And I just, all I want to know is if it's happening or if there's a timeline for it. Even if he says, yeah, we'll look again in a year, something like that. Um, but you need to know where his head is at. Otherwise you're just, you're just going to drive yourself. You're going to drive yourself crazy. And I would do the same thing. And I have done things like that before. And then when I finally sit down and have the conversation, I go, oh, okay. I was just like, making this worse in my head. 
but I think maybe he feels a little emasculated that he, you guys previously lived in a house that was your mom's and now you live in your house. Like maybe he wants to have, he wants to be a provider for you guys. That's kind of how I'm reading it. Um, but I think again, you just got to chat it out. You got to chat it out because either way, no matter what he's thinking, it's still just better to know. I hope that helped and, and keep us posted. I think you should, I think you should just have the conversation. Let us know how it goes. Sorry guys. I was drinking my, I was drinking my diet Coke. I just bought bitters to put in seltzer because my stomach has been hurting me lately. I don't know what the hell it's about, but that's about, I think it's, um, I think it's anxiety. And what's crazy is I have, when I'm, <laughs> when I'm really anxious, um, I have vivid, crazy dreams. Like they're not even like dreams. They're like memories. And I've been texting my, um, friend about my dreams. Like constantly when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Oh my God, I remember this dream. Like I'm going to tell someone about it. And the other night when I was in San Diego, I slept, by the way, slept like a fucking baby. It was so nice to be in like a cool room in a comfy bed with, without getting my, uh, face scratched in the middle of the night. Um, but I had this dream, right. That my mom was, hold on. Sorry, guys. I keep getting unhooked here. Uh, that I was like talking to my mom and I knew it was a dream. And she's like, I know everything. Like, she's like, I know everything about your future, like my whole future. So I'm like asking her all of these questions. Right. And she knew all of the answers and was telling me the answers. And you guys, I woke up, I had remembered all the answers. I didn't like, I was half asleep still. And I fell right back asleep and I don't remember the answers now. But who knows if they were legit? I mean, who knows if they were legit? But it's been driving me fucking crazy. And I was like looking up last night. I'm like, can I do like dream regression or something? Because I would, I would love to know those damn answers. Um, okay. Let's see. This one says hi to the cutie crew. Hi, Carly Robbie and Stan the little cutie man. Stanley is a devil rat. He's sleeping right now, so he's actually being so fucking cute. Aww. It's so crazy how something so cute could be actually evil. Um, okay. Love you guys so much. Kiss you right on the lips. Well, we love you too. A few things. Number one, what is the vibe going to be in your new apartment? You are my style and fashion icon. Oh my God. Thank you. I love everything that you wear and your cutie decor decor in your place. Now, uh, what is the plan on the new spot? And can you do a walkthrough when it's all decorated for the girlies? Yes, I will do that. Thank you for asking. Thank you for the compliments. I love the way this apartment's decorated too. And it's a lot of stuff that I kind of acquired throughout the years. Um, definitely more antique kind of like Victorian art and stuff like that, like kind of like gilded mirrors and a lot of needlepoint, like tapestry, like beautiful ones. And because that goes with this apartment, that kind of in a way went with my last apartment. But um, for my next one, I'm not bringing anything because I don't think it'll go. And I want to just, like I said before, start fresh. And I'm thinking I'm going to do postmodern uh, because the apartment itself 
by the way, the walkthrough would take about three seconds because <laughs> she's a little, she's a little baby, but um, it's just a one bedroom, but I want to do postmodern because it is completely new renovated. No one's actually lived in the apartment before. It's like a brand new building. So I want it to be just everything kind of fresh. And I love that postmodern furniture. It's so rare and hard to find, but I'm going to really try and, and like source it, like go vintage thrifting and all of that stuff. But I want it to be a lot of like lacquered, like laminated, like laminate furniture in those like pastel colors, kind of like 80s Miami, kind of like your grandma's condo in Boca in 1989. Um, but a little bit cooler than that. But yeah, that's that's going to be the vibe. And I will show you guys stuff when I get it. Uh, okay, this one says, my bestie and I are coming to Brooklyn in a few weeks. Uh, this is the same email. It's just like number two in that email. Uh, we really want tooth gems, even though I know I will likely rip it off within hours. They're so stinking cute. Hey girl, fun fact about the tooth gem, you're going to have to get it removed by a dentist. So you won't be able to rip it off within hours because I thought the same thing. But it's like, it. they use the same stuff that they put braces on uh, your teeth with, so... Uh, I know you had one before. I wonder if you had a recommendation on where we should go. The girl who did mine, her name was Dorian. And I don't remember her uh, Instagram, but it was in this like, um, uh, not a factory. It, it was in this like warehouse where it was like a lot of storage units. I don't know. It honestly sounds scary now that I'm doing it, but they do it at um, this place called like by the live by the sword or die by the sword or something. It's in the mini mall on Bedford Avenue in Williamsburg. They do them there too, I believe, unless they stop doing it. But um, let's see. Uh, this says she had braces. Okay. And then she says, lastly, two things that are so embarrassing. Number one, doing or seeing anyone play virtual reality games. I'm sure it's fun but watching people <laughs> flail their arms with the mask on is hilarious and mortifying. I agree. I think it's actually really funny. Uh, and number two, the massage chairs at the mall or at the airport. So, so many germs. And you're also just tethered to the chair while people pass by with their hand, with your hands folded on your lap. I can't, I'm cackling thinking about it. Yeah. Seeing people do that is so insane. So insane. I've never used one of those uh, at the nail salon. Of course you gotta, but at the airport, I'm always like, I can't believe, and, and the, at the mall, huh? Shouldn't you be going to PacSun? Why are you relaxing? You know? Don't take a load off right here. It's the mall. Let's see. Okay. This next one says from friend to acquaintance. Hi, Carly and the fur babies. My best friend all the way across the country told me to listen to the potty because it reminded her of New York and us, of course. I've been hooked ever since. Thank you for making us laugh, laugh every single Monday and for all the girlies sharing their stories. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you all to the girlies as well. Uh, I need some advice. I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but my boyfriend and I have been talking more and more about our future and getting engaged. I couldn't help myself but to think about some details I'd include in our wedding. For one, who I'd invite or have in my wedding party. 
With that being said, I have this friend that I was best friends with since I was five. In recent years, we only spoke through memes via IG and that's about it. She doesn't know what's going on in my personal life and I stopped putting effort into knowing the details of her life. There wasn't a dramatic ending or falling out, more of a separation over time with different interests and ex-boyfriends. She was dating an abusive guy for seven years and recently told me that they broke up six months ago. And the first and last time I met him, things got ugly between him and I because the piece of shit had it coming. She currently is seeing somebody else and things are going well. There's a lot more history to the friendship, but I might as well write a novel. Uh, she one time gave me an ultimate ultimatum. If she's not my maid of honor, our friendship is over. Another time we were both at our best friend's wedding a few years ago, and she did nothing but complain and talk shit. She even told me she threw the bridesmaid's dress out the window on her way home while driving. Oh, okay. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Like, cool. Uh, I'm at the point in my life where I have very few tolerance for toxicity. Not only do I not want her at my wedding party, I also feel the urge to, I also don't feel the urge to invite her to my wedding. What do I do? This will ultimately and officially end the friendship. And then she gives a fuck, Mary kill, a fashion fuck, Mary kill. So, I mean, this person seems like a lot. It, it just feels like a lot. It, to me, I understand that you guys were friends for a very long time and I am taking that into consideration, but we grow and change and our friends come in and out of our lives, right? Like the people you're friends with in high school, when everybody goes off to college, they meet new people, you meet new people. Then the, like, I understand having a friend for your whole life, but it's just inevitable that in, in most scenarios, you change and you effervesce and you grow and you move on to other people and other phases. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It seems like you both have done that. You've both moved on with your lives and went in different directions, which is completely normal and natural. Okay. But if you guys haven't really spoken in the last year, if, in, unless you're like DMing each other occasionally on Instagram, I kind of don't feel like well, first of all, who would you want to be your maid of honor? Start there, right? I wouldn't have her as my maid of honor. I would rather have somebody that's more of a constant in my life, somebody that I see more often, maybe even a family member, like a cousin or somebody that I'm close with. Um, but I definitely wouldn't have her at the top of the list. And you know, you know in your gut that you, that's not, that wouldn't be your first choice anyway. I wouldn't allow a threat that she made to you saying, well, then our friendship's over, which by the way, grow the fuck up. We're not in seventh grade. Um, I wouldn't let that change the way you like uh, plan your freaking wedding. You know, that would be insane. And if she doesn't like that, she's not made of honor, then you, then you move on. Like if she's not a big enough person to go to the wedding, not knowing that she's not the maid of honor, it's okay. You know, don't let that ruin your day. I'm kind of like, I find it so crazy how often we hear and how common it is for people to just know that their friend's getting married and just try and ruin it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we hear stuff like that all the time. And it's like, is, is it that you just like have to ruin someone's day? It's their wedding. Oh, forget it. If I ever got married, which I never will, because I can't find a man to save my life. I really would have a hard time with that. And I would just go like this, bah, 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 not about you. Bah, bah, bah. It's my wedding. Even though I would really want like, I think total, I would want like 20 people at my wedding and I would want it to be at a PF Chang's.
maybe, maybe, maybe not a PF Chang's, maybe not a PF Chang's, somewhere classy, somewhere classy. Like, I don't know, maybe a cheesecake factory, but in California, you know, somewhere nice. Um, I wouldn't let, to me, like if someone would end a friendship over not being your maid of honor, then they're probably not, not your girly anyway, you know? That's my um, whole thought process on it. It's just not worth it. A real friend wouldn't do that. I just put myself in people's shoes. I'm like, in what world would I make someone's wedding about me? You know? Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors for this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. We spend so much time taking care of our skin, our hair, our teeth, and so little care of the most important body part, the brain. How well you take care of your brain affects how you experience life. Investing time and energy in mental health is crucial to being happy. Eating right, working out, and getting plenty of sleep are a good start but there is no substitute for talk therapy. You guys know that I always am encouraging everybody to go talk to somebody, to go to therapy, to go get help if you need it. It's so nice and helpful to talk. Talk it out, my girlies, okay? BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and chat therapy sessions. You can choose to not see anyone on camera if you want. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Secret Keepers Club listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash secretkeepers. That's betterhelp.com slash secretkeepers. And also today we have Function of Beauty. Your hair is completely unique and you need products that address your hair. That's where Function of Beauty comes in. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully custom customizable hair care. Function of Beauty was founded by a team of engineers and cosmetic scientists with 54 trillion possible formulations. Do you hear that? 54 trillion possible formulations. I got the stuff. You get to pick the flavor of it. You get to pick the scent of it. You get to pick the color of it. It has your name on the bottle. You guys know I love it. You know I love something that has my name on the bottle. Uh, every formulation is vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates or paraben. You can also go completely silicone-free. Take the hair quiz to build your hair profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, or oil control. Then choose your color and fragrance or go dye and fragrance free. Uh, once your freshly filled formula is delivered right to your door, prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers and take your hair goals quiz. Save 25% off your first order. <laughs> Go to functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash secret keepers to take your hair quiz and save 25% off your first order. Um, let's see. Okay. This one says dry spell. I need some love spell by Victoria's Secrets. Throwback to Love Spell by Victoria's Secrets. I was just at um, the airport the other day and I walked past one of the girlies that was, she was representing Love Spell by Victoria's Secrets. And it, when I tell you, it gives me a flashback to middle school every single time. I love that smell. I don't care what anybody says. I had a bottle of Love Spell up until like a year and a half ago. I fucking love Love Spell. Okay. It smells so good, fruity, delicious, and sweet. I'm not hating on it. There was also one, I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but like, you know how, like when you were like, if you were like a little girl and 
and um, you would be obsessed with your mom's like makeup. My mom had gotten this like gift set for Christmas or something from somebody at work that was like all these tiny little, it was, they were like samples or like little roller balls of Victoria's Secret fragrances. And there was a, I remember them vividly. Like there was one that smelled like pear and it smelled so good. And like, sometimes when I would like be playing like dress up and I would pretend like I was a classy lady, I would be spraying the, <laughs> the pair Victoria's Secret sample set that my mom, <laughs> that my mom had. But I, I don't know what it is about those perfumes. They are so nostalgic. And the Avon stuff too, because my mom was an Avon lady. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, hey, Carly, Stanley, and Robert, I adore each of you, especially Stanley. And Robert, when they're being bad. Well, that's not nice. Uh, when you're recording the potty and they're being bad boys in the background, love you all a long time. Oh, we love you too. I'm writing in because I have conflicting feelings about the relationship I have with my boyfriend of over five years. Before I get into this, I want to mention that I'm currently questioning a lot of things in my life, including my relationships with friends, family, and my career. I want to make a career shift and over and my overall purpose in life. All of this is overwhelming and I feel like it's making it harder for me to separate these concerns from concerns that I have about my boyfriend. Recently, I've been wondering if he's actually the guy that I want to settle down with. I'm not really looking to get married anytime soon, but we've been talking about moving out of a shared home that we currently rent and maybe moving in and buying our own before we decide to buy a house or something. Uh, I feel like it's important to address my feelings of uncertainty about my relationship with him. I've been doing my best to sort my feelings out on my own that I can communicate what I feel like I need from him, but I get stuck in a gray area, always looking at both sides of things. I'm starting to feel guilty for not sharing these feelings with him and don't know where a good place to start the conversation with him would be. There would be a few things on my mind that I want to speak with him about, but I'm writing this email about one concern in particular. One major thing on my mind is we've barely been intimate for the last two years or so. There was a period of time during the panty where he would get anxious about sex. He would get in his head and we had to stop in the middle of it because of this. He deals with mental health issues and he was taking antidepressants at the time, which commonly leads to people having a lower sex drive too. I was understanding of all of this and eventually stopped initiating sex since it seemed like it was only worsening his anxiety. More recently, he's been trying to initiate sex with me, but I haven't been responsive to it. I usually get uncomfortable and try and avoid physical contact if he gets flirty or touchy with me. He respects my boundaries and never pressures me, but he obviously seems disappointed. On the one hand, I know I've been feeling particularly self-conscious about my body these days, and sometimes I even feel nervous to change in front of him. I get uncomfortable if he compliments me on an outfit, says that my butt looks good, etc. I try and brush off his compliments because it's hard for me to believe that deep down I know that I'm a bad bitch. Like, what the hell? I'm slowly building my confidence back up, but it's hard work. On the other hand, I look at him sometimes and wonder if I'm still attracted to him. I usually don't feel excited or motivated to get intimate with him as much as I did in the beginning of our relationship. Sometimes I feel like he looks handsome. Other times I get turned off looking at him wear the same old ratty gym shorts he's had since 10th grade, LOL. He's not confident the way that he physically looks either, which I think has rubbed off on me and made me question whether I still find him attractive. If neither of us is feeling ourselves, it seems like this is all just a terrible recipe for a notorious dry spell. For a while during the panty, our relationship felt more like close friends or roommates to me. 
and it still does feel that way. Both of us have shared our feelings about this before and wanting to be more intentional about the time we spend together, potentially doing things that feel more romantic, etc. Quality time is very important, and I feel like we rarely end up doing anything romantic, let alone spend as much time together as I would like. His work schedule fluctuates a lot, so it can be hard to make plans with him. I try to be understanding of this, but it's annoying. Uh, of course, if we do make plans, sometimes he's too tired from work or isn't up to doing anything and would rather be hanging out around the house. Overall, it can feel like a hassle trying to stick to the plans, and I don't want to feel like I'm the only one putting an effort to do th something special either. All of this leads me to wonder if this is something that we could work on or if I've lost my romantic feelings for him. How do you know if you just lost the spark and need to rekindle it or when you're just not attracted to somebody anymore? How can, how much of this can I take responsibility for? I know I tend to put my needs aside in order to accommodate others, but I feel like it's really catching up to me in this situation. Thank you for reading and looking forward to your perspective. Ooh, and then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. Um... I think this is really common in relationships, especially, especially long relationships. And I will factor in a huge part of it being pandemic related, right? I think that I've been hearing this nonstop from people in relationships, either that broke up during the pandemic because things like this were kind of coming about and they had never noticed them before, right? But you're spending so much time together day in and day out that it's hard to keep it exciting and sexy and, and romantic when you are together 24 hours a day for months, even a year, you know? So I understand. And I know that that happened to a lot of relationships, you know? Um, I think that to get to the bottom of this, you do have to make sure that he's putting in as much effort to kind of like rekindle this flame as you are, because if he's not putting as much effort in and if he's tired after he gets from home from work and he just wants to chill and then you guys are like watching TV and hanging out on your phones, it's going to end up just adding to it and making it worse for the both of you because you're going to end up resenting him on top of all of this that you're already feeling. And that that's not cute either. You know, you're not going to be like, I'm attracted to you because I resent you. So it's just going to make it a lot worse. I think that to have an open conversation about it and be like, this is what I think needs to happen to save us before we're going to make these huge steps in a different direction. I think we need to talk these things out. And of course, this all goes to say, like, he knows too. He knows you guys haven't been having sex. He knows you guys have like lost the intimacy. So if he's not willing to then go uh, take steps in the right direction to maybe facilitate that and fix that, I think that there's your answer right there. You know, it's not like he's going to be like, no, I think we have a great sex life. It's like, okay, cool. Name one time, you know, but I do think it's normal and natural um, when you're with someone for a long time, again, especially with the pandemic to kind of you lose the excitement of it all. But all of these things are completely valid. I've felt them before. I understand where you're coming from. I think a lot of people are going through the same thing. If if you have gone through this, please um, email and, and let us know what you did. And we'll read it on next week's um, podcast. But I think the best thing you could do is just make sure that it's equal moving forward, trying to do things like 
every, you know, like once a week, we're going to go out to dinner, we're going to go to the movies, or we're going to do something, you know, sweet together, something romantic, or, you know, just to kind of like light, light it back up, light it back up, spark it back up. But you don't want to end up resenting him because that's the fucking worst. And that makes you feel so shitty. When you're putting effort into like being romantic or like trying to make something really special and somebody's just like, oh, I'm kind of tired. Girl, the way that I would push someone off a bridge. That's happened to me before and it's a nightmare. Like you put so much effort in and then you just end up feeling like you need big red shoes and a big red squeaky nose and a rainbow wig because you feel like a fucking clown. I get it. I get it. You know? Like, cool, let me just pull a rabbit out of a hat because I'm a clown. Oh, wait, no. Is that a magician? (laughs) Well, I'm not a magician. I'm a clown. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But you got to talk about it. I know it's a really, really uncomfortable conversation to have as well. But, um, he, like I said, he knows. I wouldn't be scared. He knows. Uh, okay. Okay. This one says, help. Should I date my ex's best friend? Uh, immediately, yes. But I will read this email. Hey, Carly and the kitties. First of all, thank you for being such a shining light on a Tuesday morning. I live in New Zealand. So I listen from the future. Oh my God. Not you guys in New Zealand getting it on Tuesday. Stop. I'm honestly shaking that you live in New Zealand. Wow. I've been listening to you for years and love the honest yet kind-hearted advice. Let's jump right into it. She's a doozy. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, Sorry in advance, this is a long one, but I need to give some type of a backstory. I moved into the town I'm currently living in just over two years ago. It's a relatively small town, the kind where everyone is in each other's business and it's hard to date without there being some type of overlap with somebody that you know or a friend of yours has already been involved with them. I met my ex, let's call him Edward, the first week that I moved here and we hit it off immediately. Things moved pretty quickly and we moved in together just for a few months. Less than a year later, we broke up mainly due to some mental health issues that he was naturally putting on me, which took an emotional toll on the both of us. Uh, The breakup was really hard as my whole life is in this town was built around Edward due to the timing of the relationship. So afterward, I took some much needed time to be single and rediscover myself for the past 15 months. Edward and I are friends to this day. We talk regularly and we hang out sometimes. He's genuinely such a good person and I have a lot of respect for and still care for him, although those things are strictly platonic. We both dated other people since the breakup, but nothing serious. One of his close friends from high school, let's call him Jacob. Okay, and are you Bella? Not Edward, Jacob, and Bella. (laughs) I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You're living out your freaking twilight fantasy. And I love that for you. Even though Edward and Jacob were not friends, they were actually mortal enemies. Um, But we'll see whose team we're on at the end. Okay. One of his close friends from high school, let's call him Jacob, moved in with us after Edward and I had been living together for about two months. Jacob and I are very similar people, both extroverted, similar taste in music and sense of humor, whereas Edward was more introverted and would often prefer to spend a lot of time on his own. Sounds like Sounds like Edward. Uh, Although Jacob and I were good friends beforehand, living together really solidified our friendship and we became very close. Nothing inappropriate happened between uh, me and Jacob throughout the time with Edward, 
Uh, I sensed a sexual tension and I did find him attractive, but I pushed those feelings deep down as I knew it would never be possible or appropriate to act on them. Jacob was there for me during the breakup and he knows both of us so well that he helped me make sense of it and move past it. Cut to two weeks ago, Jacob convinced, oh my God, this is so juicy. Cut to two weeks ago. Jacob confessed he's basically been in love with me this entire time. Girl, I'm sweating even more than I already was. And he was waiting for an appropriate time to pass. Oh my God. From mine and Edward's breakup to tell me how he feels and see if I feel the same. I told him I have thought about it. I do feel a sense of guilt as I don't want to ruin a decade long friendship. Jacob has come to terms with the decision and is planning on telling Edward. No, not him telling Edward. Oh my God. And believes Edward will be understanding and he's in such a better place mentally and is following his dreams career wise. Jacob also sought advice from many of our mutual friends over the situation. And he's basically told him to go for it. Oh my God. I've been hanging out with Jacobs a few times since he told me, and it does feel very natural and easy to be around him in that way. He's putting a lot of effort in to show me how he really feels. And it's so nice to be treated so well after a string of failed relationships. My gut is telling me that, it, the, that it's the right thing to do as we have such a good foundation of friendship, but I can't help but still feel guilty. One of the main reasons is because during our relationship and just after, Edward was suspicious of mine and Jacob's friendship, and he did have some minor jealousy issues, but we both assured him that nothing happened or ever would happen. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm worried that he will second guess our entire relationship if he finds out that Jacob and I are seeing each other or even worse, that it will completely ruin him and Jacob's friendship based on something that might not even work out. I really do care about both of them so much and I just want to do the right thing. Sorry for the novella. No, honestly, we all enjoyed it. I'm living vicariously through you because number one, you live in New Zealand. Number two, you have two gorgeous men fighting over you. One's a vampire, one's a werewolf. Okay, and we love that. Um, I understand why you feel guilty. I do. I do. But at the same time, you have to follow your heart. And sometimes relationships start like this. I know it seems weird, but nothing inappropriate happened while you were with Edward, right? You guys were just friends and then it flourished into this thing. I would have a really hard time. I don't know in what scenario I would tell you not to go for it. I know that they're going to fight. I know that there might be a little bit of a falling out, but he'll get over it. He'll get over it. And I'm sure that Jacob's planning on telling him like, listen, it wasn't like this when you guys were together and telling him the whole situation, you know, that nothing happened, nothing inappropriate happened while you guys were together. And that's really all that's his business. You know, Um, I think this is very cute. We love to see a girl boss with, with two men fighting over her. And I don't know. I, you want to know what it also gives it a little bit more. Oh my God, Stanley, please. Uh, it gives it, it makes it mean a lot more to me at least because I'm like, he wouldn't risk his decade long friendship with this guy. If you really were just, if he was just like trying to hook up with you. Like you have to listen to that part of it as well too. He's not going behind his back. He's being a man about it. He's bringing it up to him. Um, and I think it's, I think it's going to work out. I really do have a good feeling about it. I know that it's scary and I know that you're going to feel guilty, but Hey, it didn't work out with you and the other guy. And this guy obviously loves you. So what can we do at the end of the day? You know, right, Stanley? 
He's like, don't fucking look at me. Um, I'm really excited to hear the end of end of this book. Okay, so you're gonna have to let us know how that goes. Um, okay. Okay, this one says, wanna cringe into oblivion? Yes. Hi, Carly, OG listener here. I love the pod and the live show. Please do a show in the Bay Area. I'm begging you anyway. If you don't remember, I'm the girl who had cyber sex on Club Penguin. Haha. Ha. Yes, I remember you. <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know about the cyber sex on, on Club Penguin, uh, we had a caller in um, that had a confession on Confessions with Carly on Spotify. And she called in and told the story about how she would pretend to be a guy on Club Penguin. And then she would go in her igloo. Um, and have have penguin cyber sex on Club Penguin in an igloo. And we were cracking up, hooting and hollering, laughing. Uh, okay, here's more of the most embarrassing moments of all time. Buckle in. This is from when I was a hostess at a restaurant uh, people go to to celebrate things, but there's an obnoxious birthday song and ice cream. Okay, it's giving Applebee's. Is it Applebee's or is it like Chili's or is it the Ruby Tuesday? Which one is happy, happy birthday, happy, you know, what always freaked me out about those restaurants is like, there would always be like one waiter or waitress that was an unbelievable singer singing happy birthday. It's like, girl, what the hell are you doing at fucking Applebee's? Go to American Idol. Why are you belting out like Mariah Dan Carey right now? You know? Hi, buddy. Oh, Stanley looks so cute. Okay. Okay. Uh, Two Top comes in during our slow hour. It's a mom and a son. Mom is tall and has blonde hair. Pretty. Son looks like he's maybe 16 years old. A little chubby. I can't tell because he's looking down at his phone and he's wearing a baseball cap. Uh, As I was walking them to their table, I'm thinking of anything else. I need to set them up besides menus and silverware. Just to be safe, I said, would your son like a kid's menu? Look, I don't know what prompted me to ask for a kid's menu. Her son was clearly older than 12, but hey, sometimes I order from there too. It was also pretty slow, so I didn't want to have to make another trip back to the host stand. As soon as I said it, the mom's eyes bulged out of her head and said, what? The son snaps up from his phone with the same look. I feel my face turn red and I immediately regret everything. This isn't a mom and her son. <laughs> oh, no. this isn't a mom and her son it's two lesbians the son was wearing baggier clothes I couldn't tell how she really looked because it was hidden under her hat she had a major baby face and her partner in parentheses friend I got couple vibes just looked older than her I don't remember what I said after that I probably just mumbled sorry it's okay never mind and sprinted away I had to take a moment in the bathroom because I thought I was going to cry I don't think I ever asked someone if they needed the kids menu for the rest of my time working there now it haunts me forever kiss you right on the lips you want to know what Things like this happen. Oh my God. I was at an Applebee's once with um, this guy that I dated. Did I ever tell you about the guy that I dated that had a glass eye? I don't know. I was in high school. It was like weird times for me for sure. But I was dating this guy that had a glass eye and, and he had really like, this was so fucking insane. Like, do you guys remember in the 2000s, like 2007, 2008, ish maybe even you know what this was probably more 2006 
um, the men were like really out here straightening their hair. Like they were having bobs and they were straightening the hair, like to oblivion, like the hair was so fried. And I was at Applebee's with my then boyfriend with the glass eye and the waiter came from behind him and walked up and said, hello, ladies. (laughs) And the guy was so embarrassed that I was dating. Um, He was like, I can't believe that guy called me a lady. I was like, I mean, you kind like your hair is like, so your hair is straightened, you know, but I'll never forget that. He was so embarrassed. He also thought he was like too cool for school. Cause he was like one of those like straight edge, like Gothic, like freaks. So that really hurt his feelings. And that, that made me laugh. Um, okay. Let's do these fuck, Mary kills. Number one, maxi skirt, mini skirt, pencil skirt. I'm killing pencil skirt. I don't know in it. I, I don't know of a scenario in which I would ever need to wear a pencil skirt. I, you know, if I worked in an office or if I had a job like that, I would probably be wearing pencil skirts a lot, but I literally don't own one and I'm not sure that I ever have. So killing the pencil skirt. Also, my calves are too big to really just be wearing a pencil skirt. Like I got, you guys know, I have calves like a linebacker. Uh, so it would just, I don't know if they would be flattering on me. I love a maxi skirt and I love a mini skirt. So which one am I, I guess you fuck the mini skirt and then you you marry the maxi skirt. Maxi skirt is really universal. You could wear it any, any day, any, any day of the week vibes. And then, okay. This one is an exotic bird. Fuck Mary kill flamingo pink peacock swan. So I think I'm going to marry the peacock because they, to me are the most beautiful. They're so majestic and beautiful. I'm going to kill the swan because swans are actually so mean. And I'm going to fuck a flamingo. I would never. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fuck the flamingo. You can't marry the flamingo. Peacock is beautiful. You would never get sick of it. You know, peacock is an everyday type of type of majestic bird. But anywho, you guys, that's my story. And I'm sticking. I'm sticking to it. I hope you're all well. Hope you have a great week and keep us posted. Send us follow-up emails. You can always email us at secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And you can tune in live every Thursday at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific for Confessions with Carly on the Spotify Live app. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you soon. Bye.